everybody. What is going on? Welcome to another episode here on Board to Death, a tabletop and board gaming podcast that makes you feel like you don't have a hobby that is just for weird shitty kids. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That works. It's not just for kids. No. You can play Candyland, you can make it a drinking game, and then it's definitely not for kids. That's probably the only way it's a good game. Fair enough. We should give it a go. It's, it's, from what I remember of Candyland, you can't win until like you get the exact spaces that you need to get to the end. Oh yeah, you can't go over. It's such a douche game, and, and you never. And then by the time you hit, it's like oh, go back three spaces, and you hit the slide, you go all the way the fuck back to where you were going. It's slides. St- I think you're thinking about shoots and ladders. Really? I don't think there are slides in Candyland. There are cards that have pieces of candy that might make you have to go all the way back on the board. Maybe that's what I'm pieces. thinking. But Shoots and Ladders is the one with the slides. It's a dickhead game, too. Well, yeah, but it's better than Candyland. Nah. No. Okay. Well, fuck you, then. Yeah. You don't even have a real opinion yet. Nope. You fucked up the game. You had the wrong game in your head, but yet somehow I'm wrong. Yes. Yep. Anyway, I'm John. I'm Kayla. And this is our board game podcast. We just uh, got to that. And uh, usually, if you've uh, hung out with us in the past, we go over a lot of, like, themed stuff. We have a lot of, like, uh, get into the technical of uh, board game culture and how it uh, kind of applies to our lives and probably yours if you're listening to this. And if it hasn't yet, then it will, and we apologize. Yep. But um, we haven't done, like, any kind of, like, deep dive like board game review so this is our first one and we're gonna kind of wing it the best we can and if it sucks let us know and if it doesn't that's cool we'll keep doing them yeah plus this is one of the few times that we were really up on a new a board game new release we're usually really behind yeah so that's why we don't bother because i mean i guess we could do it more for an older game but we're usually not this up on new games well the problem is is that like we've we bought games sight unseen or like without mm-hmm. like reviews and stuff and we kind of have that buyer's remorse of like wow this game this game is not for us it doesn't necessarily suck it's, it's just, just not for us it's that not a, a very nice way to put that yeah. when i've heard you call i know specifically what game you're thinking about right now and you'd say that game sucks you're talking about forbidden sky no actually what are you talking about i thought you were going to talk about extra extra Nah, fuck that game. Yeah, exactly. Did yeah. you say that game sucks or it's just not for us? It sucks. The rules are See? convoluted. And you were talking the, to the it. The pieces don't make any sense. <laughs> it's It takes up way too... It's it's a bad game. No, don't I buy agree. it. I don't like it. No, actually, if you want it, let us know and we will ship it to you to get it out of our house. Yeah. That's that's real. But you're literally going to Venmo us the shipping. I'm not paying for that shit. Oh, I would totally pay the shipping to get that thing out of our house. Yeah. One less thing in this house. That's true. I'm good with it. But yeah, um, we're here to talk about Mariposas from AEG and by Elizabeth Hargrave. Yeah. Well, I read that upside down. Look at you. It's also right here on the oh, screen. Oh, it's on the webpage, yeah. Yeah, the, the webpage you opened with all the information. It's also right there. You didn't have to read upside down. Yeah, maybe. Yep. So, um, yeah, we, we picked this up. Uh, it's She also designed Wingspan. Mm-hmm. Which Wingspan we, was her first game. I just learned that. And we never played, like, for as much as we are into the board game culture and, like, the, the zeitgeist of, like, new and popular and, like, 
really like gripping things. For the longest time, Wingspan was sold out everywhere. Yeah, I mean, on even our local shops right now have been out of print, so yeah, we still haven't played it. And then they finally got some, and we're like, ah, we've we've bought so many others, we can't justify buying it right now. Plus, it's another nature game, right? As I've said many times, nature theme is officially my go-to. And I need to I need to play it at the very least, but I think I know plenty of people who own it at this point that once we can get together and be friends with people again, yeah, uh, that might be one that I'll just meander my way to my friends who have that game. That's true. Just keep it on the back burner for now. Yep. All right. Well, before we get into it, let's uh, let's let the back of the box speak for itself. Um, every spring, millions of monarch butterflies um, leave Mexico to spread across eastern uh, North America. Every fall, millions fly back to Mexico. However, no single butterfly ever makes the round trip. That's so depressing. Dun, dun. It's just nature. It's not depressing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Mariposas is a game of movement and set collection that, uh, that lets the players be part of this amazing journey. Mariposas is played in three seasons. In general, your butterflies try to head uh, north in spring, spread out in summer, and return south in fall. The end of each uh, season brings a scoring round, and at the end of the fall, the players with the most the player with the most successful family of butterflies, i.e., the most victory points, wins the game. Yeah. So, also while we're while we're just kind of talking about the game, the box. For this game is so fucking beautiful. <laughs> I love it so much that like even if I wouldn't have been waiting for this game to come out, I would see this on the shelf and have to pick it up. Yeah. There are just a bunch of monarch butterflies on it. It's black on the background and then the butterflies all kind of wrap around the corner. And it is so fucking pretty. Yeah. It's, it's definitely beautiful. And like... One of the things that aesthetically grabs us is, like, good artwork and design. Mm -hmm. Like, the quality of a box matters to me for some reason because I don't want, like, some shitty paper mache (laughs) box when I buy things. Yeah. But, like, being able to grab your attention from a shelf, even if we didn't know about this game ahead of time, Mm -hmm. like, that matters for grabbing people's attention. So, kudos to them and whoever the art designer was. I don't know who that was. I I could find it. But... Yeah, it's all good. Maybe not. <laughs> nice try. Good job, art designer. Yeah, yeah, good job, designer. So I think just like aesthetically looking at the box and um, reading the back, uh, I was obviously very attracted to this theme and very and like I've always kind of liked the set collection piece. We've talked to we just talked about sushi roll mm-hmm. um, on our last episode, and obviously that's a huge part of sushi go and sushi roll, and this is just incorporates a lot more elements yeah. to that kind of set collection thing but like it's an easy thing to relate to mm-hmm. and the I guess the the cool thing about this game is that it kind of it starts out pretty simple the mechanics are not difficult mm-hmm. you're you're moving are they hexagons I always kind of forget what the board looks bless this open well you mean the pieces? No, the um, the spaces that you move across. Yeah, so you're moving around like hexagonal tiles to kind of... That are already on the board. That's very important. They're yeah, not yeah. Like, it's flexible. Not, it's not a modular board. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're going... You're starting out in Mexico and you're going all the way up to as far as like Quebec and... Uh, 
Where's the other side of the map? I mean, it's Minneapolis. You're going really far north because that's how far monarch butterflies go. Winnipeg, Bismarck. Oh, yeah. That's how far monarchs go. That's wild. Yeah, I, I, know. I just didn't know that. I told you when we were playing, part of the appeal of this to me was when I lived in Minnesota growing up, the butterflies would always come through. Yeah. We're so pretty. He's like, oh, we're going to die and leave our offspring. And good luck and Godspeed. But yeah, essentially, um, the main gist of the game is that you are trying to get your lineage of butterfly, starting out from, like... Mexico. From Mexico at, like, level one, right? Mm-hmm. I think is what it was. It's generation one. Like Generation it, it one, that's what it was. It feel like level one, but they call it generation one. Yeah, so your first generation of butterflies is starting out in Mexico. In the spring. Mm-hmm. And then... You essentially uh, get other generations of. I'm sorry, I hear one of the cats meowing outside the door, and Do it's, it was cracking me up. Yeah, Stupid I don't cat. know which sad, sad kitty cat is out there. Um, but yeah, so you, the way that you end up moving your butterflies is you have two cards in your hand that dictate that are are movement cards. They dictate how you can move your butterflies further north. Um, and what I really like about the only having two, two cards is you can't overthink it too hard, right? Mm -hmm. Like where you're going to move feels complicated, but you only have two options for how you're going to move. Yeah. True. And it's like, you don't have like a choice remorse where it's like, it's either this or this. And then you'll kind of build your plan as you go with the next cards that you draw. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's. I feel like we've only played it once so far, but I do feel like there is, like, strategy and planning to go into making sure you're accomplishing what you want to. Mm-hmm. Because as you go, you are collecting flowers. Mm-hmm. And then you are... I'm trying to remember the balance of the collecting. What do you mean? So when you get the flower... Why is my brain well, melting on this? I don't know. When you, when you get the flower, that's what you trade in yes. for butterflies. Mm-hmm. That's literally the mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> and you forgot the whole thing. <laughs> Just where I was going because I was I was getting wrapped up on the, uh, yeah. the unlocking elements. Mm-hmm. So the only part of the board that is uh, randomized are different pieces, are um, the different uh, locations. Mm-hmm. And under each location is going to be different bonuses that um, if you reach there first, it's beneficial to planning ahead for what you want to do. Yeah, I think you're mixing up a few things in terms of gameplay. Am I? So the reason you want to go, you want you reason every place you stop, there's a flower on the board, mm-hmm. and when you stop on that particular space, you take a flower token from like the bank, basically from the bank of the game. Um, and the way that you're able to quote unquote upgrade your butterflies, also known as just reproduce, mm-hmm. the way that you make more butterflies is you spend those flowers, you get another butterfly. The other, um, the other stops on the board, uh, are way stations. That's what they're called. So, um, when you're at the way stations, there's a benefit to being there first in that you get to roll a die and collect a random flower, whatever, and the the die has all the flowers on it. Um, and you are also able to you collect the sets, the cards that go into the sets yeah. into your personal stock. Um, and you just, you don't know for sure which ones, which color, 
uh, set you're going to start with because you're the one who flipped over the new tile. Mm. And that's kind of the random luck component. Yeah. Did I explain that? No, that okay. that makes sense. I think what I enjoy most about like the the rhythm of how the game is played is the fact that it's not like, like some boards or some games like you have a linear path that you're on and this is where you have to go from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. But you can move around the board in any way that you want to based on the movement cards that you have to go north mm-hmm. or to go east or west based on different objectives and like how you want to get what you need to get. And I think that's what I enjoy most about it. Yeah. Each season in the game has a different goal. Um, and at the end of each season is when you collect, when you add up, start adding up your points. And so for different reasons, you might take a different path. Um, like you might go north and then cut straight east, for example, mm-hmm. um, just depending on what that goal is. So for instance, one of our goals included, um, including like being east of Atlanta, yeah. which I recognized from the beginning, if I was going to do that, I had to book it. Yeah. straight over there um which i ended up getting and those points ended up being the difference of me losing and you winning of you losing so um but the next time we play we'll have different goals right so like that might not even be relevant mm-hmm. and the, the replayability time. in that respect is like the random uh way stations that are on the different cities plus the objectives that you're going through each season yeah, and honestly, I'd say one of the more complicated pieces of the game are the the way stations to collect what the game calls um, life cycle sets. So there are three different colors um, that both represent different um, stages of a butterfly's life cycle. Yeah. Um, and for you to get the full set and to get points, extra points, at the end of the game, you've got to have four, all four of, of that the one, one color. color. And um, I know for you and I, we both had a full set at the end of the game. But uh, I talked to my friend, my friend Casey. He said neither of them got a full set when they played and that it made, he was like, how am I supposed to get this? So I know that our experience is not the same as uh, someone else who's played it. So Yeah, and I feel like each game is going to be different because the, um, the, the sets that you're going to attempt to collect are based on the randomized placement of where they are under the The way stations so Mm -hmm. that to me it's like you can get a bum game and the things that you're trying to accomplish could be on the different corners of the map and Mm -hmm. that's just kind of uh you know the luck of it but so you're doing all this and you're trying to accomplish these different goals and you're making your way up and east and west and then to end the game when you're uh, at your fourth generation of butterfly, in at the end of fall, yeah, you're mm-hmm. trying to now make your way all the way back to your starting point in Mexico, because then you get bonus points for ending your butterflies. I guess for how many butterflies? Yeah, you have for, who made it back? Yeah, and they are your fourth generation butterflies. So an important point is uh, when you make the transition from uh, spring to summer you remove all of your Generation 1 butterflies from the board, so that makes it so you have to reproduce at one, at one of those points in order, because otherwise they're all going to be gone. Yeah, and then there's, like, certain, like, handicap mechanics to where it's, like, if for whatever reason 
you were able to reproduce all your butterflies before I could. At the end of the at the start of a new season, they allow you to reproduce into a next generation yeah. one of yours for free. Yeah, you'll automatic like it doesn't lock you out of the game. Yeah, just because you weren't able to. Um, it, it's got kind of a fail safe mm-hmm. essentially, which is nice. It's nice that like maybe it just didn't work out in your favor, or your path, and you couldn't reproduce, and so. Um, yeah, game doesn't lock you out after one season. That would suck. Mm-hmm. That would make me really angry, actually, if yeah. that were a thing. So that's pretty much the gameplay and the gist of it. It's not super complicated. Um, I think the only thing that we spent um, times going back and forth on were uh, how the different cards that you have um, affect the gameplay or uh, the different um, modifiers for the season, like the different goals. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of things that I feel like are something you would understand after playing a couple times without having to refer back to the rule book. Well, and- it's, it's very similar to a lot of games where learning the language on the cards is half the battle sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not super complicated. It's definitely not the most complicated card language. No. Or card symbols, I guess, is really more the appropriate term. I feel like um, that award right now goes to Deep Fence that's in yeah, our library. For sure. But, yeah, as long as uh, you're capable of, you know, reading, I think that's a big point. <laughs> I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Recommended uh, point, have someone who can read. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. <laughs> we're not shaming here, but you probably read. But, yeah, I mean, similar <laughs> while, while we're talking about reading, I mean, the rules overall were pretty well written, mm-hmm. um, which is something I appreciate, like, Right now, I feel like for the most part, even though, you know, like you said, we only pl- we've only we only played it once, I feel like we could sit down and maybe only have to refresh ourselves really quickly on some of the, like, super intricate rules. But overall, I feel like we could sit down and play again. Yep. Also, solid, solid uh, uh, thumbs up to any kind of uh, rule book that gives you, like, an actual setup of what the picture looks like when you're setting up the game. Mm -hmm. Like, a step-by-step of where to put shit all over the board. Because if I had one criticism of uh, Mariposas is that it has a lot of table real estate. Yeah, the board is really big. It's gorgeous. I understand why they made it as big as it is because they want all the detail. They want the intricacies of all the artwork and... They want things to be able to move around where you're not knocking shit over all the place. But it has two separate boards. So the board that you're physically moving your butterflies around on to the different way stations and the start and finish routes. And then there's also the... This is the way station board. The way station board where right. you're collecting the you're collecting your sets of cards. Yep. Now I'm questioning myself if it was actually called the Waystation board. It doesn't matter. But it's, <laughs> but it's, it's a separate board. Yeah, it's a separate board where all the cards are for the sets that you're collecting live. And I don't necessarily know that they had to have that separate board. But it's nice to have things and like a place to put them. Mm-hmm. That way they're not just like, you know, strewn about on a on a table. And that's cool. And they have like their own little trays for... The uh, flowers for yeah. you to take from. I just want to make it clear we're transitioning to talking about components now because you're definitely in that space. Yeah. Um, but, like, just going into it, have enough of a, like, if, you, if you're, like, You can't play at, this on your coffee table. Yeah, this you is not a coffee your dining table, room table. That's pretty much what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we're talking about the board. Feels really good. Mm-hmm. Heavy duty. I don't feel like if I threw it across the room, it's going to break. I don't know why I'd be throwing it, but. Yeah. Home defense weapon. You know, you in a pinch. Know. 
Um, but yeah, you started talking about this. One of my favorite things that came in this game is that all of the flowers, uh, the little flower tokens, came in their own little storage, like, bin. Yeah. So I could take them out, take the lid off, and I'd be ready to play. I don't have to separate shit. I don't have to do anything other yeah. than that. And, like, it's probably the smallest, cheapest component in this entire thing are these little plastic trays. See, you can hear them. They're already in there. Um, in case it's not obvious, we have the game right next to us as we're talking about it. And I fucking love that I don't have to worry about that. Like, yeah. It set up. That makes setup easy. It makes putting it away easy. I'm here for it. Also, like, respect people's time for setup and breakdown. Like, the game wasn't cheap. I think it was, like, 50 or 60 bucks. And at that point, like, that's that's average for, like, a well-crafted game that's going to mm-hmm. take you 45 to 90 minutes, depending on your play style and your length and getting to know shit. But And how often or how long it takes your husband to take his turn. Mm-hmm. Stupid husband. Stupid husband. But it's nice that, like, you can take things out of a box and have everything set and ready to go. Only have to maybe shuffle a couple of decks of things, separate some components and be good to go. And I feel like, you know, the different colored butterflies are representative of a player's colors. So you're not, unless you're playing with the full number of people, you don't have to take everything out of a board, uh, out of a box. And I think this is what plays two, two to four. Yeah. I literally just realized we didn't say how many people it plays, but I think it plays four. Mm, I'm pretty sure. Just look at how many colors are in there. Look at this stupid box. Two to five. Two to five. Holy Hell shit. Yeah. Well, Even better. Yeah, well. Well, we don't have three friends to come over and play right now, but that's okay. Not yet. We but will yeah. someday. That's the only, those are the only things that you're separating out. And the butterfly tokens are super cool. They're not unique to the color. Each of the butterflies are the same. Just different colors for the sets. And, then, and the number is on top for the generation number. Yeah. That way you can easily keep track. Mm-hmm. Uh, what generation you have out. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, the cards are really high quality. The tokens are pretty good. The tokens are pretty standard, I guess, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're they're decent size, like, thickness card stock for punching stuff out. It's what I expect, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, the, I think you, you said it when we first started playing the flower die. Mm-hmm. You wish it were a little sturdier. Yeah. I mean, but it's kind of like a cheap wood. It's also not a reason... To not buy the game. Yeah. It's not that. It's not like that. But you just made that observation while we were playing. Yeah, not that much of a pretentious douche. Yeah, that'd be a pretty lame. Yep. The only other uh, criticism for... The only other criticism of a component is like those... They're like tiny cards. They feel like like the half size like uh, card. Mm -hmm. So they're a pain in the dick to shuffle. Pain in the dick, huh? Yep. Dick pain shuffle. I mean, to be fair, you're not supposed to shuffle most of those. Yeah. You only shuffle the movement cards. True. The rest of them are um, cards that go on the Waystation board, hmm. which have a specific stack. So you only shuffle some. You're right. Yeah. Well, well, not a pain in the dick, apparently. Yeah. Whiner. Dick point. Dick pain alleviated. Alleviated. <laughs> Shut up. Whatever. I'm done with you. So, yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed this game. Like Kayla said, we've kind of been on a weird nature kick of how we buy stuff, <laughs> undersea shit, this. Um, parks we've talked to pretty extensively mm-hmm. in the past about a game that we really enjoy and is aesthetically pleasing. Um, one of the bigger things that we look for in board games 
is just stuff that plays well with a wide variety of player counts. Mm -hmm. Again, we haven't had the privilege of playing this game with more than just the two of us, but this is a very well-balanced game for just two people. Yeah, it's well-balanced for two people, and I can actually, I can see the benefit. I can see how it might move differently in terms of flipping over the random way station points, right? Like, being able to have more players allows you to flip those over a little quicker. Yeah. And then your ability to gather sets more intentionally probably just goes faster. Yeah, I mean, other people are going to be getting to way stations uh, faster than you can, so... Evidently, they're going to unlock more of the, the of where things are on the map before you can. But then a cool, I'm I'm just guessing based on like balance stuff. It's like, well, they're going to beat you to those things, so mm-hmm. it's just going to be kind of like a, a a little bit of like tug of war of where to go and how to best do things on your turn. But yeah, yeah it's a definitely um, this is this is not an abstract game Mm-mm. at all. Um, and what I like about it is it's. For sure, a strategy game, right? Yeah. There's very little luck involved in it, um, but it's a strategy game that isn't going to have you at the table for three hours, mm-hmm. and that is something I don't, I don't think we had that kind of game in our collection. Yeah, and the nice thing is, is that games like this that are heavy on strategy, a lot of them tend to be like ultra competitive, mm-hmm. to where. If you were to get to a way station before me, you can lock me out of something. That's not the way that this is. Mm -hmm. There are benefits and bonuses to getting places before your opponent that can kind of sway the game like it did with us. And we'll kind of figure out the ebbs and flows of how we move around when we play uh, down the road. Mm -hmm. But you going somewhere doesn't like completely ice somebody out of being able to win. You can't really... It was relatively close. I think it was like mm. like four oh, yeah. or six points that you beat me by. For sure. So it wasn't like a runaway. and We completely went in different directions trying to do different things and just kind of wound up on the same path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. What else did you like about the game? Um, I, th- I think that's that's pretty much it. Like, in, in terms of games that we come new to, like... Sometimes I have to sit and be like, hmm, is this something that, like we would come back to? Because I feel like just over the years, you could look on our, our blog posts and stuff. Our, our library is pretty extensive. So I feel like just the way our attention span has been in the you know, complete dumpster fire of 2020, our attention span for gaming has been lower, right? So mm-hmm. I'd rather get a whole bunch of games to the table rather than spend 90 minutes on a game. Mm-hmm. But this is a longer game, so it does require a lot more of an attention span, but I don't feel like it was super exhausting. No. I wasn't no, I wasn't exhausted at all after we played this game. I also what I also like about it is being able I feel like I could teach this game mm-hmm. pretty easily, right? Like if we play it one more time, I'm confident I could teach this game without the rules. Yeah. And to me that's I mean, that's. Bit, I, I would definitely recommend this to somebody who is seasoned in gaming. Already, if I don't know enough about Wingspan to know the similarities and differences, right? Um, or whether or not this is something you have to add on to your collection, even though you have uh, her other game. I I mean, it to me it seems different enough in mechanics, right? Isn't Wingspan a little more like it's got that more engine building dynamic? You're mm-hmm. trying to. Uh, basically build 
Build a park? Building a park? I have no clue. I don't know. I know. Why don't we know enough about wingspan? We really no, don't. We but let me ask you this. Is there anything that you don't like or anything you would change? Or anything that you were just like, huh, I don't know about that. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, I wish there were a way that in a two-player game um, there were more options to move around the board faster. Mm-hmm. So in like a two-player game, maybe instead of having a two-hand limit, there's a three. Sure. And then you have a, a lot more options to be able to move quicker. Not necessarily that you'll get those options, but just to be able to move the flow of things faster. Mm-hmm. But that that's pretty much it. Um, there's not a whole lot of downtime between turns, too, which I like. Because if you're playing a, f- a five-player game, you take your turn and I have to wait for four other people to do what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, and those people then had time to think about what their next move was going to be, right? So, like, unlike when it's just the two of us and it's me waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And it's I've like if you've, taken, and if you've taken your turn really quick, it's like, oh, shit, I didn't, have, I didn't have enough time to anticipate what I would do next. Well, generally speaking, I make decisions faster than you, so. Mm-hmm. And I overthink everything to death. <laughs> Never. But, no, I this this is something that we, we looked into and we didn't know a whole lot about it beforehand, which I feel like. We do a little bit of research, but we don't research the shit out of everything when we buy stuff. Because even though, like, over the years we bought duds, like, that's definitely happened. Mm-hmm. I feel like kind of the allure of some of board gaming is busting into something and not always knowing what you've gotten yourself into. Even if you did waste money on extra, extra fucking you, game. You, you got talked into it. You got, uh, I got hustled. swindled. I got hustled. Swindled by a salesperson. Fuckers. That was you. Yeah. Um, just a little plug. We bought this at No Land Beyond here in Baltimore. So um, go to No Land Beyond. We like that place. Yeah, they sell booze too, which yeah. is awesome. So board game, cocktail, and then... What's not to love? And you know what? They'll even deliver it to your house. God. We thought about it and we are like, nah, nah I can, ju- like I can just go get away. it. Yeah. <laughs> sad. But I could order it online and go pick it up in the store, which I appreciated. Yeah. Given the current times. Just go in there, wear a mask, wash your hands, don't be a douche. Pretty much. So, yeah, yeah definitely. (laughs) You go ahead. I was just going to say, I would definitely recommend this game. I very much liked it. And I see the replayability a lot, which to me is really important, especially when I'm making making the investment. And I just, I really, I really like the pieces and the art. And that is probably two of the more important pieces on my hierarchy Mm -hmm. of things. And so... Uh, I can't wait till we can teach more people this game because I, I feel like we've got some friends who will appreciate this game. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like a waste of time if you've lost. Like yeah. sometimes, sometimes. Wait, like, I guess I wouldn't know you lost. <laughs> that's true, but like there are some games that we play mm-hmm. that are so competitive that it's just like okay, well I already know I'm out of this. Like you kind of lose your drive to want to play, and up until the end, I really didn't know who had who. Mm-hmm. So that was a. That was a, a treat. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm excited to uh, learn more about Wingspan because of this game. Yeah. And also I was just looking on um, Elizabeth Hargrave's website and she's got another game that's a card game. Um, also kind of flowery nature-y. Um, I just had it up, but I don't, remember what it, I don't remember what it was called. You can go on our website and find it. Um but so I'm kind of excited to see what other games she comes out with, right? She's, I mean, we know, even though we haven't played Wingspan, we know it's won a shit ton of awards. Mm-hmm. This one probably will. Like, 
How is your come out the gate game wingspan one of the most talked about games in recent of last memory. year? Yeah, like, damn girl, I don't even know what else to say. Yeah, in a, in a uh, in an industry that is very well male dominated, that it's it's painfully like just like swings on one side, right? So because you have like all like the broy shit and like. Mm-hmm. To, to, to see a, uh, a female game designer come out and be like, hey, I'm just, d- I'm just yeah, d- I'm throwing my hat in the ring. Like, it could be pretty. It could have really cool mechanics. It doesn't have to be, like, a, a knight fighting enemies in a dungeon <laughs> to be, like, captivating to a wider audience. So, yeah, go and pick it up. It's definitely 50 I think it was 50 I think we paid $50 for it, yeah. It's 50 bucks well spent at your local game shop. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked about it. If... If it was a game that we didn't enjoy, it would not be something that we chose for our first like deep dive review. <laughs> so I take that for what it is. Maybe we should do a review of Extra Extra, just so people know we're honest. We'd have to play it again. Uh, yeah, we would definitely have to play it again, and I don't want to. I no. think we already gave our review yeah. at, at the top of this. Yeah, you're the, building a newspaper, and it sucks. And you're the editor of a newspaper, mm-hmm. and your newspaper is terrible, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and you yeah. never recover. You're destitute from now on. Papers, the papers a dying industry. Well, that's neither here nor there. That's no, not the game's fault. It's not. Hopefully. So yeah, so, pick up, uh, pick up Mariposas. It's about butterflies and shit, and you'll like it. <laughs> butterflies and shit, and you'll like it. There you go. I don't know how to rate things. I don't like doing that. I mean, I feel like the fact is, we just told people to go buy it. So yeah, I feel like that's a rating in and of itself. We wouldn't tell you to go spend money if we didn't believe it. That's true. Because I'm really cheap. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, uh, after, you know, all this stuff, we always like to end up, do a little decompression of, like, things that we've been reading and playing, aside from board games, because we are humans and we aren't just, like... And board games. Yeah. What we're playing. We can talk about what we're playing, too. But we're not always, like, you know... We have other hobbies. Mm-hmm. So, what have you been reading and playing? Yeah, I just finished. I just finished one book last week, um, called Wayward Son, which is the sequel to the book Carry On. And so these books are about uh, uh, wizards and witches. Isn't that, that, isn't Carry On my Wayward Son a Kansas song? Mm-hmm. It is, right? I, I think just, it's Kansas. But yeah, that was the point some of the eighties bullshit. That's why that was the point of the the titles in ah, the series. So that's funny. Good noticing, John. Um, but yeah, so basically in the series, they're wizards going to school in England, which might sound a lot like another series that you've heard of from an author who really hates trans people. So I definitely recommend this if you're kind of craving that uh, Harry Potter-esque, um, Harry Potter-esque vibe without... The grossness of... The grossness uh... of giving more money to J.K. Rowling. So... She who must who she who should not be named more appropriately, um, but yeah, very uh, you know it's 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 young adult. You read it really fast. It's a big book when you pick it up off the shelf, but it goes by really quickly, and I really loved it. And so then I started reading a book that is almost the exact opposite. It's called The Starless Sea, and that book is heavy, and it's taken me a lot longer to get through it. I've been reading it for almost a week, which for me <laughs> is a long time to be reading a book. So, but. Basically, 
If you are a book lover, you will love reading this book. It's almost like a book about books about books. So I haven't gotten very succinct at saying what this book is about. So really, you tried to tell me what it was about, and, and it took like, like fifteen minutes. And I was so. and I was listening, but I didn't really get it. No, I think that's fair, and so I definitely just recommend uh, looking that one up and going to buy it at your at your local bookstore or a library. Yeah. Don't, don't buy it on Amazon or go to bookshop.org. Bookshop.org? Yeah. They'll help you find it from a local bookstore near you. Ah. And they'll send it to you. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So this is not a book about, this is not a podcast about books, but now you know what I'm reading. That's fair. What are you reading? Uh, I'm still trying to make my way through the Walking Dead compendiums. Um, they're heavy enough to be a home defense weapon if you want to rig it up and kill people breaking into your home, home alone style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's the, it's large enough to not read comfortably on a couch. Like I have to like <laughs> prop myself up at a 90 degree angle mm-hmm. to be able to get through this. But the fun thing, I, I restarted it um, from a long time ago. And now I'm watching The Walking Dead show in tandem with the comic. So mm-hmm. that's been kind of fun to see where they bob and weave through different shit. And that's that's been pretty cool. Yeah, um, I like that you're doing that. That sounds like a good idea. I mean, I don't want to read or watch that, but I want a series. I want a comic or something for me to be able to do that with. Yeah. And then uh, I just picked up uh, Hades on Nintendo Switch, and it's like scratches all the... I'm a big, like, roguelike person, if you know the genre. It's pretty much any kind of, like, dungeon-crawly game where you get as far as you can battling through different rooms and different enemies with different weapons and different power-ups... And then when you die, it's permadeath. But with a roguelike game, you... Permadeath, what does that mean? It means when, when you die, your run ends. And the next time you start it up, you have to start from the beginning. Oh, okay. I didn't but know that. it's fair. And when you die, you keep all the currency that you collected through running all the dungeons. So there's, like, different unlocks for different abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, buying different, like, kind of keys to unlock weapons in different rooms. Um, it's really cool. It's really addicting. The gameplay is solid. Um, and just for like the theme, you're, uh, the son of the devil. It's all like kind of mythological. So Hades is the devil. Yes. I And and you're fighting as the son of the, I forget what the hell your name is. Unless your name is Hades and the devil's the devil. I don't know. I forget. (laughs) Um, there's a lot of story in it and I've kind of not paid attention fully to the story because I'm really enjoying the gameplay and like, but Mm -hmm. you get like power ups from the gods and essentially you're, you're the son of the devil and you're kind of done with being in hell. So you're fighting your way out of hell with the help of the gods and powers and stuff. So it's been a lot of fun. Nice. Yep. And then we had the privilege of being able to go see some family and friends this past weekend. So it was nice to uh, get out of our house. So shout out to people wanting to hang out with us in person. And thank you to our pet sitters who we gave money to. And then they did the things that we paid them to do. Yeah, and we played we played Sushi Roll. We obviously don't need to go in-depth with that since we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. And we also played an old game. Yeah. Old game. Um, I don't know if anybody's played Guillotine, mm-hmm. but you're 17th century peasants. It might even be earlier than that. I don't know. But you're essentially, um, it's very uh, Marie Antoinette uh, and um, Henry VIII themed. Mm-hmm. So you're... You're like French peasants collecting the heads of nobles that have wronged, wronged you. you. So, and has like this cardboard cutout uh, guillotine with the. Uh, uh, what's the dude? I don't know at all what that guy's name is. 
The dude with the the hood. Yeah, he's wearing uh, something over his head, so you so the people you're killing can't see him. Oh, it's but gonna bother I me. I don't know. I'm this really not worth your effort. Fuck, I know. Continue, please. But it's another set collection game, and you're essentially trying to collect different color cards to uh, gain points. Each different colored card has a point value to it. It plays over three days. Um, and the me- unique mechanic with that game is that you have different action cards that let you manipulate where certain nobles are in the row. So the mm-hmm. row starts at the very top of the row is near the guillotine. So at the end of your turn, you collect the head of the noble at the very top of the row. Who has a point value. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to manipulate the row through action cards to get the noble that you want with the highest value to collect into your set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we played um, both those games this weekend with people who probably would not call themselves board gamers, and all three of them liked both games. Yeah. So I consider that a big win on our part. High five. Knowing our audience. High five. Yeah. And I made I asked after both games, I said, did you like that game? Did you like that game? Did you like that game? And they all said yes, both times. Yeah, I know, and you weren't even pointing a gun at anybody. I know. Did you like that game? I didn't even... I didn't even convince them with a shot or anything. Nope. No alcohol. I mean, there's alcohol There was involved, alcohol involved. But don't lie. nobody was... Well, I guess a few people were drunk. Okay. They enjoyed it. That's all that really matters. That's all that matters. So, yeah, we did it. Yeah. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. So, thanks for hanging out with us. This was another episode of Bored to Death. Uh, you guys could find us all over the internet at boredtodeathpodcast.com. Yeah. And on Instagram at Bored to Death Podcast and on Facebook. Last time... Because we've been a little bit out of the loop, we didn't tell anybody to review us. Oh, yeah. We need you to review us so we can read your reviews on the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, please go review us. That's fun. Yeah, and where can you review us? We're all over the place. We're on uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher for Android. We are on Google Play Music. And we are also on Spotify. Woo-woo. So, go there. Uh, download us. Like us. Share us. It's fun. If, or don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, please do, but, like, you don't have to. Hmm? We just appreciate it. We're on Facebook, too, aren't we? Yeah, I already said that. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening when I talk. I try. <laughs> Doing well. Yep. Well, I guess that's it. I guess we'll go. We'll leave now. Yeah. It's been real. <laughs> All right. Until next time, I'm John. I'm Kayla. And this is how we roll.